people, we have made it! Final day of the month of June! Final day of the month of June, Wednesday hump day. Got you rocking and rolling right here on the, on the number one forum for all things Crimson Tide football. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have everybody checking out the show. On today, we're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. Streaming this to you on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, drop that thumbs up, give a like on the show. Hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on, hit that bell so that way you can have the best in news, notes, alerts, and entertainment on your favorite program. That being the Crimson Tide, we also got you covered on Facebook and Twitter as well, streaming to you the show from all forms of social media. No excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked in to the number one form of all things, Bama football. Got Got quite a few things, got a lot of things to get into, to dive into, to break into on today. And we got to start off, start this off by shouting out the man, Jimmy Clay. Jimmy Cash Clay, Jimmy the Bad Man Clay. Start this off with that $50 <laughs> donation in the Super Chats. Getting this going here on this evening. As always, that daily Super Chat gold, people, $75 daily super chat go here folks appreciate all the love the support coming from you the alabama football fans we want you guys being a part of tonight's show and you can do this by calling 205-448-1358 that's the number right there to let your voice be heard 205-448-1358 and one more time, 205-448-1358. So, without further ado here, folks, going to jump right into the conversation. And uh, people, the Miami Hurricanes, the you, Miami Hurricanes getting a lot of hype this summer, getting a lot of conversation, getting a lot of talk. I mean, people are talking up the you. People are talking up Manny Diaz. People are talking up De'Ara King. There is a lot of Miami Hurricane love going around when you talk about the national people, uh, the national media out there, the, the, the national media talking like, you know, Miami's going to be that team that's going to be the, the program to beat in the ACC. Miami's going to be that team that's going to really, really challenge Alabama. And uh, apparently – According to one of the analysts for, uh, for Pro Football Focus, they put up a graphic on Twitter, and the graphic had De'Aaron King on there, and the graphic basically said, you know, a healthy De'Aaron King means that the Hurricanes will have Alabama on upset alert, on upset watch. You know, week one of the college football season, Miami, the team to beat here, the team to watch in the ACC. Now, I put up this photo right here with the graphic on our YouTube page for Touchdown for, uh, for TDA, I believe either, mo either Monday or Tuesday, and got a lot of interaction from you guys, a lot of interaction from the fans. We had about, you know, 160-plus comments. So you guys not really feeling all the Miami hype, all the Miami vibe, all the you is back, and, you know, this program is going to really give it to Alabama. They're going to challenge Alabama. They're going to really do something here with the Crimson Tide. Know, is concerned and just going back to you know the you and Manny Diaz and De'Ara King here for a minute you know what what has national media always been talking about you know the, the one thing that you know gives Alabama problems and that, that's Bama's kryptonite you know the mobile quarterback the athletic quarterback the dual threat quarterback Bama can't stop it Bama can't comprehend it Bama can't defend it you look at you know De'Ara King dual threat quarterback Mobile quarterback, athletic quarterback. So this is the, this is what gives the Crimson Tide all types of problems. This is the guy. This is the matchup that's going to have you know uh, that's going to have Miami take care of the Crimson Tide. And for me, I just go, did we not learn from the Florida State experiment back in 2017? I mean. I understand when you have different people within the program hype the program up. When you have players hype up their program, uh, coaches hype the program up, administration staff members hype the program up, that's one thing. But when national media hypes the program up, that's a completely different story because I bring you back to the Florida State experiment. 2017, uh, you know, everybody was talking the same thing about Florida State. You know, people were saying this is the team that will be the team to beat in the ACC in 2017. 
You know, folks were saying Florida State's got the squad. Florida State's got the juice. You know, Florida State, you know, they've got the horses. This is going to be a team that's going to really challenge Alabama, give it to Alabama. You know, Florida State's got that dual threat quarterback in DeAndre Francois. Bama can't handle dual threat quarterbacks. They can't defend dual threat quarterbacks. They can't comprehend dual threat quarterbacks. This is Alabama's kryptonite, if you will. And DeAndre Francois uh, can get that thing done. People kept saying, you know, Florida State can hang with Alabama. They can run with Alabama. They got big-time recruits. They got a big-time head coach. They get all the four and five stars. You know, they're winning championships. Florida State can hang with Alabama. This game is going to be the biggest opener of all time, one versus three. This is going to be the preview for the national championship that season. You have folks that truly thought Florida State was going to beat the Crimson Top. In 2017, and what happened, uh, DeAndre Francois got hit one time, got hit one time by Ronnie Harrison, and not only was Francois' season over, but Florida State season was over, as the team that you thought was going to win the national championship and win an ACC title ended up finishing 7-6. and six. You look at just the dynamic between Saban and Jimbo Fisher here for a moment, people actually thought, you know, Jimbo can hang with Saban. Jimbo can run with Saban. He's just as good as Saban. He's on the same level, same playing field as Saban. Jimbo won a national championship. Jimbo's produced a Heisman Trophy winner. Jimbo's bringing in top-notch recruits. Jimbo's an offensive genius. Jimbo, Jimbo, Jimbo. He's doing this, 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 this. He can hang with Saban. He can run with Saban. He's just as masterful as Saban. He, he can beat Saban. And... It did not happen for Jimbo Fisher in 2017. Henceforth, he ended up, of course, leaving um, Florida State for where he's at now, Texas A&M. And just putting the light bulb on Saban here just for a minute, Saban is 10-0 when it comes to marquee season opening matchups. Now, 10-0, whether these matchups were against Clemson early on in his career at Alabama to start off, Virginia Tech early on, Michigan early on, USC early on, uh, uh, West Virginia early on, Wisconsin. You know, Saban is 10-0. The only years where Alabama did not have a marquee opponent to start the season off in the Saban era, 2007, uh, uh, it was 2007, 2010, 2011, and 2020. So those four years, 2007, 2010, 2011, 2020. So uh, aside from those four years, Saban typically starts Alabama off with a big-time marquee opponent, 10-0 lifetime in, this, in these venues, in this category as the Alabama head football coach. So just going back here to Miami for a minute, just going back into the U, uh, Manny Diaz, Derek King, and, uh, you know, the U to, to kind of wrap this up here. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Everybody is big and bad until you get punched in the mouth. Everybody can take on Alabama until you get punched in the mouth. Everybody can have Alabama on upset alert until that team – gets punched in the mouth. So it's going to be interesting to even see how De'Aaron King looks in the upcoming season because, remember, he is coming off a serious knee injury that he suffered in the Cheez-It Bowl. That's no pun. That's no typo. That's no mistake. He actually played in the Cheez-It Bowl against Oklahoma State down there in Florida, Orlando to be exact, and you know, suffered an injury right there. So everybody responds to an ACL injury, everybody responds to a knee injury a knee injury differently. So we will see how Francois moves. We will see how Manny Diaz and the U go about it. But, folks, a lot of talk about the U right now. A lot of hype. The Miami is back. The U is back. The turnover chain is back. Like, we're going to have Bama on upset alert week one. That's what's going on right now national media. Hyping up the canes. We take our first break here, though, on the show. Don't touch that down. Because upon our return, we're going to engage you, the Bama fans, in conversation. What, what do you feel? What are you, what are you thinking? D does Miami really have Bama on upset alert right now? We'll talk to you, the Alabama fans, right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Throw them foes up.
sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. Here, folks, back into the action here, folks, from the break here. Number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama on a Wednesday hump day. Got a treat for you as the fans. If, you are on the, if you're on the chat line right now, we got a poll set up for you. The poll reads, will Miami have Alabama on upset alert to open week one of the college football season? Yes or no? You can interact with the poll right now on the YouTube chat line. Appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, poll courtesy of our own John Ivory. But as we're back in from, from the break, we got some super chats to get into right now. So how about Jimmy the Batman Cash Clay? That $25 donation and the super chats coming from him. Appreciate him. And then Mechanic slides on in here with a $5 donation to his own credit. That daily super chat goal of $75 has been met. Appreciate the love from Jimmy Clay, from Mechanic, and all of you chatting in, donating in, helping us out here on the show. But as we're back in from the break, we got the call line open right now. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. And I believe my man Spencer Reveille is the first one in the queue. So we got a Spencer. What's going on, my man? How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great, sir. Uh, but on your question on the Miami upset, as we all know, and I've been around a lot longer than you have, but on any given night, some of the best team can lose. So there's always that possibility. But the reason I called in is when do you think that the um, transfer portal faucet can be cut off? We're starting to lose our depth, and I'm kind of getting upset about it. That's a good question, and I, I, I know Coach Saban has had his thoughts about the transfer portal. He has shared those thoughts along with others, so I would like for there to be some type of, 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 uh, of rectification being done there because, uh, you know, you lose another outside line, you lose an outside linebacker in King Wakuda. I actually like King Wakuda. In my opinion, got has athleticism, has talent, has tools, has value, but unfortunately put his name in the portal today. But Spencer, I'm I do agree with you. I, I would like to see at some point where we can have a hold or a stop to, you know, so many of these guys hitting this portal here. That is true. Is there anything set up currently that through the year there's a, a port that you can get in, but you have to cut it off at a month or a date? I think. Year. Now, what I've been what I've been told, Spencer, is it's the last day for athletes to hit that portal would be July first. If you're trying to go somewhere, you gotta be in that portal by July first. That's the cutoff date. But we appreciate you, Spencer, as always. Our own Spencer Revley starting us off here on the show, concerned about the, the transfer portal, as we all are. Sucks to lose King Wakuda in there, but I mean, once again, when you're bringing in these young guys that are ready to play now, that are ready to go now, that are ready to be dominant now, I mean, that is. You know, a really uh, a big deal there. And speaking of a topic, the topic is on King Wakuda, who entered the portal uh, earlier this afternoon. The former four-star from the state of Georgia. He was an All-American linebacker in high school at 6'5", 238 pounds. I mentioned he's got he's got size, he's got strength, he's got speed, he's got athleticism, he's got a lot, he's got tools to bring to the table. Very very capable player. He's played in 21 games in his career, including 11 last season. Just was not able to break into that rotation and be 
a starter or marquee contributor, you know, on that defensive front, on the defensive rotation period, especially at the linebacker position. So what this does is it opens up Drew Sanders and it opens up Chris Braswell. I mean, two young guys that, you, that U.S. fans really excited to see here. You guys are really excited to see Drew Sanders. Wakuda in the portal opens up Drew Sanders. You guys are really excited about Chris Braswell. And like I mentioned before, talking with Coach Saban or talked with Coach Saban after the spring game, and he mentioned, hey, we have to have a role for Braswell. He had five tackles in the A-Day game, three of those for loss, three sacks, a forced fumble that Jalen Moody recovered for a touchdown. So you want to see what he can do. But I wish the best for King Wakuda. Hopefully he goes somewhere where he can be a star, where he can be something uh, of major value for a particular program. But we take a break right now on the show. Don't touch that dial. Upon our return, it's happening, folks. It's happening. College football student athletes will be able to capitalize off their likeness. We're going to talk about that in terms of Bama football players right after this. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth quarter.com it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth quarter.com get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back into the action here. Number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday hump day, final day in the month of June. As July rolls in tomorrow, we're getting closer and closer to SEC Media Days in Hoover, Birmingham area, and closer and closer to the start of the 2021 college football season. But, folks, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. The NCAA is granting student athletes the opportunity to capitalize profit off their likeness. News has come out. So starting on Thursday, the NCAA will permit, will grant student athletes to capitalize to profit off their likeness. This is big news. This is big information. And this has been a conversation that's been going on for quite some time. If you remember, I think it was last year, the NCAA Board of Governors, they talked about pay-for-play coming into fruition for the 2021-22 academic year. Of course, just a week ago or a couple of days ago, for that, uh, for that matter, we had the Supreme Court rule in favor of the players, of the student-athletes to be able to to have the chance to capitalize and get compensation for name, image, and likeness. And uh, this is a dialogue, this is a, this is a conversation that needs to continue to go, that needs to continue to grow, that needs to continue to happen and build because there's nothing more that the NCAA would want than to not pay the student-athletes. You see, you know, Mark Emmert and the NCAA, they're always talking about scholarship, 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 a kid on scholarship, but there, there is nothing that the NCAA would want more than to not allow these young men to secure the bag that they've worked so hard for. So this conversation, this dialogue, needs to continue to go and in terms of 
the Alabama football student-athletes, a few of them have already gone to social media. They've already gone to Twitter. They've already gone to Instagram. And they, have become, and they are being very active about pursuing these opportunities, seeking these opportunities to capitalize on their likeness, you know, having their Twitter DMs open, their Instagram DMs open, saying, hey, if you got ideas, if you got thoughts, if you got opinions on what I can do, you know, send them to me, let me know, I'm trying to profit here off the name, image, and likeness. And a couple of these players, you know, LeBron Ray reaching out there, Evan Neal reaching out there, uh, Tommy Brockemeyer reaching out there, you know, among others, Justin Boyd be reaching out there. So you got a few players already, you know, starting that conversation up about if you got an idea for me, if you got something for me in terms of name, image, likeness, and how I can profit off of it, and how I can compensate off of it, you know, let me know. And, and I feel like the biggest thing is, this conversation needs to continue until we get some type of model or some type of proposal of how we go about compensating uh, these athletes. And just for me personally, I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I have even come up with, with an idea myself on you know, how we can go about doing this, how we can go about getting this done. So, I mean, um, you know, you as Alabama football fans, you guys are highly intelligent people, right? You know, like, it, it doesn't take you long to figure out, you know, which players have pro potential versus which ones do not have pro potential. But I feel like every student athlete, regardless of uh, classification, regardless of position, regardless of, uh, you know, talent, talent level, skill level, every player should at least have – a $60,000 stipend. I think, I think it should go like that. And I think you should put it in a trust fund. Every college staff, each player, you know, mark starter, marquee contributor, walk-on, doesn't matter. They should have a $60,000 stipend, put it in a trust fund, and that way, upon the end of that player's playing career, whether that, whether that player you know, graduates, marches with their degree, or if that player has gotten their name big enough to where they could be an early round draft pick when they choose to leave the program, you pull the money out of the trust fund and have it for that player. Because let's be honest, not everybody is going to go to the NFL. Not everybody is going to play, you know, pro ball here. And, and we know the guys that play pro ball, they're going to be able to, to double and triple and quadruple their funds, quadruple their money, quadruple their uh, financial status. But when you look at the guys that don't get the NFL, you look at the guys that don't end up playing pro ball, and also you look at the guys that they gave and they gave and they gave their all to their program. They gave their all to that university and they may have suffered, you know, a serious injury and they cannot play football again. And they're looking at the program going, hey, you know, remember me? I brought you all this prestige. I brought you all this status. I brought you all this money. I brought you all this infrastructure. I'm the one off my back. I was the one that helped got that coach, that million, do that million dollar contract. I'm the one that got the, uh, the president and the chancellors and all the powers that be, the contracts and the money that they got. And here I am, the bottom of the totem pole that helped you get to where you need to get to. Hey, I need your help. And a lot of times the programs go, well, you know, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, appreciate what, what you did, but bye. Good luck. On for the next. We love you. Good luck. Uh-uh. Being able to have that $60,000, you know, stipend in a trust fund would really help those players, giving them some startup money to jumpstart their careers, whatever their careers might be in. Because we, because without the players, there's no college football. I understand the coaches, I understand the fans, I understand the powers that be, the board of trustees, the presidents, the chancellors, you know, all, of those, all of those governing bodies in college football. But if you remove the players, fans, you don't come to see the coaches. You come to see them players duke it out on that field. You don't come to see the, uh, the presidents, the chancellors, the trustees. No, you come to see the players duke it out there on that field. And I understand people yell, scholarship, 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 scholarship. Well, more than players get scholarships. 
You've got academic scholarships out there. So, so let's just say, for example, the uh, Scholastic Decathlon team was having a math tournament and the Alabama football team was having a game on that given Saturday. On that given Saturday. Now, I know the Scholastic Decathlon team, they're important. They have a, they have a sport that they compete in. But are you going to go out there and see the Alabama football team on that Saturday, which has a scholarship, are you going to go out there and see the Scholastic Decathlon team that also has a scholarship? You're going to go out there and see the football team. You're going to go out there and see the football team go out there and sweat and toil and grind and work on that field. So because they sweat and toil and grind and work on that field, they deserve that compensation because they're the ones responsible for bringing all of uh, the excitement, all of the money, all of the power, all of the prestige, all of what makes college football college football is because of those athletes. So in my opinion, I feel like $60,000 stipend minimum, having a trust fund for every player so that each one can have some startup money to jumpstart their careers, whatever they choose to do. But we take another break here on the show, folks. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we jump back into the phone lines to take your thoughts, your calls, your tweets, your chats, your ideas after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back in, folks. Back into the action from the break of a number one ticket for Bama. Football news on a Wednesday. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody for checking us out here on today. We're going to get to some super chats right now. So how about Jimmy Cash Clay again? That that $25 donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciate the man, JC. I'm referring to Jimmy Clay. Then behind him, how about Senator Coach Smook, the pit man hides. He walks in here with that $4.99 in the Super Chats. Appreciate Senator right there helping us out. And our own Spencer Revley, that crisp Abe Lincoln, that crisp $5 bill. Chunking that into the donation pile. Appreciate the love coming from Senator uh, Jimmy Clay and our own Spencer Revley helping us out here on the show. I don't know how the NCAA is going to go about doing the whole uh, pay-for-play compensation profiting uh, off likeness, but like I mentioned in the previous segment, these players do deserve getting some type of stipend, some type of, of compensation for all the work that they have put in. But as we're in here now, we go back to the phone lines to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? This is David calling from Texas. How are we feeling? I'm doing all right. Um, I wanted to talk about the pay for play thing. I don't, I don't really agree with it. Um, you know, we've been having these conversations around my household you know, for years and I'm usually the one that's kind of starting to fight. <laughs> and, um, I just feel that, you know, these guys, I, I watch pro on Sundays. I watch college on Saturdays. I don't really want to mix the two. These guys getting paid, you know, I don't want to dilute this is the product. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. I, I'm really hoping that it's not going to, you know, have these guys with big heads and everybody's worrying so much about their brands and instead of worrying about Alabama football. That's 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 what I'm concerned about. I want their their minds and their 
their ears and everything else on, on Alabama football, not necessarily on, on their brand and how much money they can get. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. You know, I kind of think you're kind of more in favor of them being able to, to play. Uh, but I just, you know, just wanted to share my thoughts on that. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call right there, and, and, and I get it. A lot of people are saying, well, Steven, if you pay the players, uh, will the players be hungry enough? Will they be disciplined enough? Will they slack off? Uh, will the quality of college football die down because the players are getting paid? I see that point, but I'll raise you this one. What if it elevates the play of college football? I mean, it's, it's not like we're giving the players millions of dollars. They would be getting kind of a drop in the bucket compared to the money that they would be getting in the NFL I mean, in the NFL, you're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, $100 million contract or, you know, $40, $50 million contract. I mean, a $60,000 stipend, if that happens, is only a drop in the bucket. But to me, I feel like if you pay the players, it gives them even more motivation. It makes them even more hungry. It makes them even more determined to go out there and get the job done on the field because now they see, you know, these programs are not just saying scholarship, but they see the true effort that I'm out there getting and um, I'm being compensated for this effort. So that would make me go out there and go, go even harder. It's like if you're on a regular corporate job, yes, you get paid a salary on that corporate job, but let's say that corporate job gives you a raise. Now you're, you're going harder because like, man, they really love me. They didn't gave me a raise. You're, you're going harder. You're doing more. You're, you're, you're taking the extra mile. You're doing the extra initiative because now that corporation sees more in you. They're kicking you out more money. They're giving you more money. They, they're seeing you as an asset to the company. That's all I'm saying. So, so think of it as a way of what if this enhances the college football game. But we'll take another call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? Oh, I'm so glad to be back. It's your boy, Senator Hines. You already know, man. What's good, Stephen? Hey, I miss you guys, man. We miss you too, man. We, 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 we miss you too, Senator. We miss you, man. Man, it's been crazy out here these past couple weeks trying to get my other little business started up. But how about so? I'm 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 starting to get into uh, fitness training now. You know that's what I've been doing. Why are all my clients Georgia fans? Somebody explain that to me. And every workout we get together, that's what they want to talk about. Kirby this, pick it that. I'm like, man, if y'all don't sit down, man, this ain't 1980. You know, this ain't 2002. This ain't this ain't even Jake from freshman year. Y'all guys is dead in the water this year. But yeah, man. Um, <laughs> uh, to talk about the 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 compensation for players, I agree with both sides, man. I think the the stipulations to receive that compensation should be um very strenuous. You know, uh, so like to avoid what the previous caller was saying um about you know players worrying about their brand and stuff. I think. Um, like you think, Stephen, I think it gives uh, the players coming in, especially like high school players, um, it, it opens the door for that avenue that we really want the players to learn, which is finance finance management. Like we, we open the door for all those things to be taught as they're coming out of high school so that we don't have the guys jumping into the league, you know, that came from nothing, you know, and then they get in the league and they blow it. They blow their image. They blow their careers because they've never touched that type of money. But if you teach a young kid at 16 and 17, you put them in those different classes, those different courses during camps and stuff. If it, you know, once it becomes the norm, you know, you open the avenue approach for those things to happen and to be implemented. So overall, the game of football in general becomes a lifelong process as far as chasing as a career. So it's not just a physical standpoint and then preaching academics and finances is actually you're implementing, being able to practice it as you grow up because, you practice physical part of athletics all through your life. When you say, I want to be a football player, I want to be a basketball player when I grow up. But you don't necessarily have to practice the academics because you might end up at that school that teach your way, teach you through school, you know. And then what if you get in the league and you mess up? Yeah, that degree don't, don't mean – I mean, you don't have a degree because you left school early at three years and then go back and get your degree. But if there's a program set up for financial management, once you get out of college, you can really learn how to invest into your body, you know, um, if you don't get that big contract, you know, that grind, the, the amount of money that it takes to grind to get a free agent look, 
I mean, all that stuff plays a part. So, I mean, it's it's pros and cons. Overall, I think they should be compensated, not necessarily money going into their hand, but like a, a, a systematic approach to it. And, um, yeah, that's just my opinion on it. And shout out to the Blue Rinse gang in the chat, man. I miss y'all. I've been busy. I ain't going nowhere. Y'all know I'm here. Roll Tide to my family, Stephen A., Justin Smith, uh, all y'all fellas up there at TDI. I love y'all. I miss y'all, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. Appreciate the call, then the thoughts that come from our own Senator Hines calling into the show. We take another call right here. You're live on my own words. What's going on? Hey, Stephen M. What's That's up? Robert from Mobile. You know, uh, I hear these arguments about, you know, not compensating the players financially with actual money. And the biggest argument they always bring up is they're worried about the play going down or players are too worried about their brand that they won't be playing as hard or doing their best or whatever. Uh, it's the, uh, college athletics is the only industry where I guess uh, we, I guess some customers are worried that if they, if the people who own the industry pay their employees or, or whoever, or the people who do the work that the quality will go down. Um, it's, that's, that's not uh, the American concept of the way things work. You compensate people for what they're worth. That's how things are supposed to go. It's, I mean, I don't go to McDonald's worried about, well, I hope they're not overpaying their employee because they, then they may not make my food right. <laughs> of course, if, if, you, if you do well, you make more money. Your incentive to do well is to make make more money. You do well, like uh, can't, uh, people say, they're too worried about their brand, so they'll, they won't play as hard. Well, if you want your brand to stay good, the only way your brand stays good is if you continue to excel as an athlete. Uh, take a point, see the point, Cam Newton. When Cam Newton was playing, was the MVP of the NFL, his brand was as high as it could be. When his, when his play was great, his brand was as high as it could be, and he was making more money. Well, now Cam Newton's uh, play has diminished. So what's happened to Cam Newton's money? It has diminished. So that in the result, tell you well if you play better and you keep and you keep your play up, your brand gets improved. I mean, these players are smart enough to figure that much out. So I don't understand this worried about they'll be too worried about their brand and they won't play as well. They'll know that hey, if I don't play well, I, Nick Saban ain't gonna let me on the field. So what does that do to your brand? Uh, no, folks. That is, I, I don't understand you not. You think something's going to change because you see these guys getting compensated now for what they're doing. All of a sudden, you don't see the game. It's not like the NFL. Well, no, it's not like you said, Stephen Hill. They're only making a fraction of what the NFL players are uh, making. They want to make the big money. They'll keep their style, their play up. Just because you give them a couple of $3,000, to play, to, to play in a bowl game, some bowl game, which now you want to tell about something where the play's going down? <laughs> the bowl games are pathetic now if they're not the playoffs. <laughs> if it's because they have the players don't show up. Uh, Dan Mullen was right when he said that that team Oklahoma beat it was not his Florida team. That DeMoss was not his Florida team. It's how his players didn't show up because they didn't care about that game. So it's, I, I just don't get this idea. It's that somehow it's creeped into people's heads when show me an example of people whose play goes to pot when you give them a little change. Now I've seen people get these humongous contracts and don't have to work anymore. And then their play goes downhill. But those are the guys who got enough money. We don't have to work the rest of their life. Those kids will still be hungry because you know, that little money you get for that game. That's not going to last you very long. You want to make the big bucks. You keep your style of play up and you go to NFL. Cause I mean, I, I did not understand why people, have this that that idea in their head that somehow giving these kids a few hundred, maybe even a thousand dollars, is going to somehow make them play less hard. It it just makes no sense. It, I mean, show me an example of that anywhere. Why? Where do you all get this concept from? We appreciate Robert from Mobile for that for that that, that call right there and those thoughts. They're just talking about uh, compensation where the student athletes are concerned. We actually got a couple of super chats right here to get to as well before we get to the super chats we got a topic we're gonna get, gonna, gonna get to and interestingly enough uh Tua Tonga Vangoa was on campus yesterday he was not uh taking part in a football game <laughs> Tua was actually here uh, in Tuscaloosa for the uh for his foundation the Tua Foundation he and his team had, had the charity event the luau with Tua and the event 
was given back to the Boys and, Girl, the Boys and Girls Clubs of West Alabama and also the Knicks Kids Foundation uh, to a spoke on how Saban has done so much for him and his family that the one way he knows you know, how to show love to Coach Saban is to donate and give to a cause that Coach Saban believes in henceforth the Knicks Kids Foundation. Well, uh, throughout the questions that was addressed to Tua, of course, he could not escape one being thrown to him or directed to him about Bryce Young. Uh, Tua, uh, Young is often compared to Tua. You know, both guys, five-star athletes when they came to Alabama from the West Coast. They came in under a lot of hype, under a lot of Attention, of course, we saw what Tua did as a freshman in 2017, you know, game-winning touchdown pass in the national championship. If he would have not had the injuries he had, could have been could have done way, way more. Of course, Bryce Young entering his, you know, first season as a entering his season as a, as a first year starting quarterback as a sophomore. But Tua basically said, Hey, I I I wouldn't think that our games are similar. He spoke on, you know, Bryce. Uh, Bryce has great instincts. He extends plays very well. He's got a really, really good arm. I wasn't much of a runner. Bryce is a really good runner, runs very well, uh, extending plays, breaking tackles. He mentioned that, you know, Tonga Van saw a little bit of the A-Day game. You know, Young went over 300 yards passing with a touchdown. You know, he talked about he sees Young has the potential to be really, really good. But he also said, you know, for Bryce, you know, be patient. You know, do what you do. Do the things that you did in high school. You know, stay within yourself and you should be fine. So just seeing, you know, two of, you know, complimenting Bryce, both guys five stars, both guys, you know, big time factors when they first came to Alabama. Just has you very excited to see, you know, what Bryce does in the upcoming season. But big ups to Tua being back at the university on yesterday, uh, giving back to the, uh, the girls and boys clubs of West Alabama and also the Knicks Kids Foundation. We take a break right now on the show. Upon our return, we unveil a new game. Y'all love locker drop, but we got a new game to unveil for you that we think, we, and we think you're gonna enjoy it. We'll break it down and we get into the action after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back in, folks, from the break. Back into the action here, people. on the number one form for Bama football, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown. Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday. Appreciate everybody for checking out the show on this evening. Got to shout out Jimmy Clay one more time. That $8 donation helping us out on the show. In the donation, he has a birthday shout out to one Alex Wilcox. So shout now, Alex Wilcox for his uh, birthday on the day. That shout out coming from our own Jimmy Clay added in there with the $8 donation. But before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So for all of you Bama fans still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. Now this means you grab you an 18 of them things, folk hoodie, T-shirt or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over to TDAWear.com. Do it right now. 
tdaware.com. You, you click on that championship collections merch tab and you get you that gear today showing that support for coach Saban the University of Alabama the student athletes and us here at TDA as always I'm wearing my 18 of them things folks shirt on the show today but Tide Nation when we unveil the locker drop game with Matt Cadell y'all went crazy I mean y'all love the locker drop game continue to like the, the locker drop game so we decided to we decided to give you some. We decided to give you something else. We decided to give you a little bit of something different. So now, to pair with Locker Drop, we got buy, sell, or hold a six-pack of questions. Got a six-pack of interactive questions for you, the fans, when it comes down to this particular Alabama football team for this fall, the 2021 season in the game buy, sell, or hold. So as we get into the first question right here, first question. Alabama's defense will get 50-plus sacks this season. And, uh, you know, the Alabama defense, of course, the last three years, going back to 2018, you know, the Bama defense has been told you guys are no longer elite, you're no longer good, you're no longer dominant, you're no longer showstoppers. And the Bama defense has gotten tired of that. They've gotten irritated by that. They've gotten frustrated by that. They're fired up off of it. And, um, you know, this year's defense, hungry, determined, fierce, ready to take somebody's head off their body. I remember we had, you know, a couple of callers call into the show last week and asking, you know, Stephen, does Bama have those guys like Jonathan Allen and uh, Deron Payne and, and Quentin Williams, those guys that got after the quarterback and, and stopped the run? I'm kind of concerned. Do we have those guys on this year's defense? So, John, in answering the first question, cue the first answer up. I'm headed to the bank right now. I'm buying it. I'm buying the Bama defense getting those sacks this season. So, we're moving on into the next question here of the conversation. We got, you know, we got Bryce Young. Bryce Young will total 35 touchdown passes in the coming fall. And uh, when you look at Bill O'Brien, wherever he's gone, he has gotten a lot of or he's gotten the, the, the majority, he's gotten the maximum effort out of his quarterbacks, whether he was at Penn State with Christian Hackenberg or Matt McGloin, whether he was at, you know, the, the New England Patriots with Tom Brady, you know, that 2011 year, Tom Brady over 5,000 passing yards, Tom Brady, you know, 39 touchdowns with um, – with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. Watson had a couple of years where he had 33 touchdown passes. So, question being, will Bryce Young, Bryce Young will toss 35 TD passes in the first year with his with in the first year with Bill O'Brien as the OC. John, drop that answer one time. <laughs> I'm headed to the bank right now. Cash money, we gonna buy that. Bryce Young will have those 35 touchdown passes this season. We're gonna go on here to the next question here, the conversation, and that goes to one uh, B. Rob, one Brian Robinson. So Brian Robinson will rush for 1,000 yards this year. I like Brian Robinson. I like his power. I like his strength. I like his leadership. I like his ability. I like what he can do. But Bama also you know, likes to rotate those backs when you look at what Jace McClellan's been doing this offseason and what he did in the spring game and what he did last year. You want to see more of him. And what Roy Dale Williams did in the spring game, you want to see more of him. And can Trey Sanders shake off the injury bug? You want to see him. And then Kamar Wheaton is having a good summer thus far. You want to see him. So Brian Robinson will rush for 1,000 yards. John, drop the answer. Sell. Gonna sell this one, man. Like B-Rob, but gonna sell on this one. Do not see this happen. So, moving on to next question here, uh, the conversation in uh, buy, sell, or hold. We look at Will Anderson. Will Anderson will set the Crimson Tide single season sack record that's been held by Derek Thomas since 1988. That number is 27. When you look at Will Anderson, we saw what he did last year. Even when he missed getting to the quarterback on plays, we saw the quick step, we saw the burst, we saw the ferocity, we saw the explosiveness. End of the year, seven sacks, ten and a half tackles for loss, a bunch of quarterback hurries. Yes, he's got other guys 
on the same field with him. Uh, when you talk Chris Allen, when you talk Christian Harris, when you talk Tim Smith, Fidarian Mathis, among other guys, but people love Will Anderson. So Will Anderson getting that single season sack record. John, what's my answer? Hold up. Hold on that, like Will, but just hold on that. Put a pin in that for right now. Moving on to the next top. We want to move on to the next here. Uh, thought here by seller hold. We got the receiver room. Everybody's been having questions here about the wide receiver room. But the idea is, will a receiver from the 2020 class become the number four option at that position? We all know John Metchie's going to be number one. Jamison Williams is doing his thing. He more than likely will be number two of a transfer from Ohio State, which will bump that will bump Slade Bolden down for number three. But will one of these 2020 wide receivers from that class, when you talk uh, Javon Baker, when you talk Trayshawn Holden, when you talk Thayu Jones-Bell, will one of those three be able to hold off a freshman like a Najah Hall, like a Christian Leary, like a JoJo Earl, like a Ja'Cory Brooks, and get on that field with a 2020 will, will, will a receiver from the 2020 class with the number four option. John, what's the answer? Sell. Not seeing it. Not seeing it. Not seeing it happen. Could happen, but to me, just not seeing it. Selling that one right there. Moving on down to the next one. We got here the final one of buy, sell, or hold. Will Riker, the Alabama kicker. Will Riker will go perfect. She will go perfect this season, executing field goals for a second straight time. It, it was just so refreshing not having to cuss and swear and, uh, you know, drink and smoke and do rituals and saying it must be nice to have a kicker and didn't have a kicker. And, uh, of course, all of you as fans, it was very refreshing for you to sit there and watch Will Reichert make every field goal last year. It was very refreshing to watch him go 14 for 14 and make all 84 of his extra point attempts. I mean, Alabama was, Alabama was so dynamic last year that it kind of got pushed under the radar that Will Reichert was perfect. But big one right here. Will Reichert goes perfect for a second consecutive year. John, throw my answer. Hold up. I don't want to jinx him. <laughs> Hold on that. I don't want to jinx him. I don't want to be the cause of him slipping. I don't want to do it. So we're going to hold that answer for right now. Love Will. Love Riker. But I want to hold that. Do not want to jinx him. So that's the game right there, folks. Buy, sell, or hold. Six-pack of questions talking Alabama football, particularly for this season. You guys love Locker Drop. We want to give you something new there and we'll continue to have these fun interactive segments kind of getting you the fans engaged as you're getting yourself prepared for a new season this fall of Crimson Tide football but as always Bama Nation you want the best in news notes uh, interaction and content on your favorite program you can check this out by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app you download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio listening needs we got you right here iTunes or Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Spreaker Tuning Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. Got you covered right there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday continuing the conversation that is Bama football. As always, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're also trying to get your hands on that fresh edition, that new edition, that print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, you can go to touchdownalabama.com, click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you're trying to get your hands on that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue doing the right thing, the fun thing, the smart thing, the good thing, the legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, it's been in my own words.